My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox. This is the 28th episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. So, in our last episode, we reached the end of 1978 in our prog timeline, and we thought we'd take an episode to do a retrospective on the year in progs. This is the second time we've done it, and thus I welcome everyone to the Spinnies. Bam, 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 woo! Yeah, our, uh, our prog timeline award show. Every, you know, Fox and I both have our golden tuxedos on, and absolutely, we've, we've got five fucking nines. Oh yes, we've got five categories to talk about tonight. So let's get to it. Oh man, I can't tell you how excited I am about these spinnies. These spinnies are going to be amazing. Number one, they're going to be thrilling. Number two, that's it. <laughs> Category one: best art. Oh, let's get into this. So, you know, this is sort of art. It could be for one, you know, the best art category. We keep, I've tried to keep, or blah. We've got all the categories trying to be as loose as possible. So it could be one panel. It could be a story or as one set of things in a prog to be a storyline. It could just be one artist's work through the whole year. Oh, that's probably a little big, honestly. Um, But I think uh, we can get started. Fox, what's your top art 1978 so it was a it was a really good toss-up this year um obviously we've we've seen a lot of like old people who've been working on this stuff come back you know roman sola's there we've got um oh gosh what sorry conrad i'm blanking on bellardinelli's back and uh really there were two that stood out to me very clearly so the first one was visible man Visible Man is an absolutely gorgeous comic. Um, I think they really draw guts and the human body in motion really well <laughs> uh, for a lot of things, but it wasn't my choice. Actually, the top spot goes to Mach Zero. So, nice. so Mach Mach so, Zero. Oh, please. So Mike Dory for Mach Zero. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually about to say that. So um, Mach Zero is, is really amazingly well drawn. Like... It takes a lot of um, it, when you're going through these these old vignette comics. A lot of them are on white page, and Mike Dory and shout out to Roman Sola for keeping that same theme. Whenever he picked up the comic and was doing art for it, he basically mimicked Mike Dory as best he could. Uh-huh. Mike Dory's telltale signal, though, is the scratchiness to the lines and like how detailed he makes his faces. Light. Um, is shown in complete white as a background, but because of like this scratchy textures that he does with the darkness against it, it actually looks like shadow. So the whole comic is really dark, and the themes of the comic itself are dark. It's a man who's enslaved, broken free, makes a, a hobo army, and then like basically only to return to captivity. You know, and and I think it's really captured in that, and I I think it big kudos to to Mike Dory. Like nice. that was an amazing, amazing comic. 
Nice. I I'm I I have similar thoughts. So for mine, I have got two runner ups and then a winner. So my two runner ups for 1978. One is Mike Dory for for Mach Zero. His sort of dark, um, like his his dark shadowy style does a really evocative job of creating Mach Zero, and then the hobo army that he then enlists oh God, and stuff. It's so amazing. My number two was Massimo Bellardinelli, who, for uh, Inferno, he did a really good job of creating these really, like, ridiculous Inferno teams that all had these heavy, like, themes and stuff. There were shark guys and, um, like, guys with crazy top hats and other things like that. They were really um, detailed, and, and then, like, sometimes people, like, would actually, like go crazy and then they'd have hallucinations and the way he rendered those hallucinations were always really interesting and stuff it's really good stuff but my winner for best art for 1978 has to be mike mcmahon for the cursed earth saga for judge dread oh my god yeah Um, there's so much stuff that's going on with this um and I guess actually for both McMahon and uh, Ballin and and Brian Ballin for their artwork on the Cursed Earth, um, whether it's Mount Rushmore with like Jimmy Carter and an alien warlord <laughs> carved into the side, or giant swarms of flying oh. rats fl- flooding through a, like a town and eating everybody. Oh my god. The assembled hordes of McDonald's and Burger King troops like fighting <laughs> each other. Like through to Satanus and giant dinosaurs eating people through to Colonel Sanders and the Jolly, Jolly Green Giant all the different mascots declaring war on each other into like Death Valley and this horde of zombie robot troops and stuff or yeah and even little stuff like the the mutant hunter general that like hunted down tweak the alien and stuff and each one of them was a different kind of alien with a different kind of alien steed and things like that all these little things and big things combined together over this like th- 25 prog series made for just a really awesome art experience and was really fantastic ah Man, really great pick, dude. Great reasoning. It's just as a whole, it's just so strong. Like Mick, 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 you know, just the varied stuff. McMahon's got guy kind of this sketchy art thing that like looks kind of rough at first, but as you kind of look at it, it gets more and more detailed, and there's a lot more mm-hmm. sort of going on with it as you sort of investigate it. You know? Yeah. Nice. All right, dude. That that was really. That's. I feel like we had two very good winners there. Yeah, man. We're smart dudes, and we know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's why you should listen to what you're saying. I pity anyone who uh, who claims they know more about two, the first two years of 2000 AD from a just reading the progs perspective than us. We're experts at this point. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Internet experts, the best kind. Hold oh, absolutely. Second. Especially here on Space Pinner 2000. Always. Uh, whatever. Okay, so, but let's move on. Category 2, Best Story. What do you got for Best Story, Fox? Oh, man. I mean, <clears throat> so, I'm really curious about what yours is, because I don't want to go too long on a tirade, but I tried to actually write this as concise as I could. Please. So, if, if you've been following this podcast, you'll know kind of this evolution of Judge Dredd, where he's come from, where he's gone. Mm-hmm. In this year alone, 
this is what Judge Dredd has done. He has gone from the moon. Yes. Back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Rode across the entire Earth oh, well, to the- get a vaccine. North American continent, but yes. Well, North America, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, North American continent, my bad. And um, then came back, and then Judge Cal happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, the arcs that have happened during this year alone are, are some of the most awesome, awesome, like, just trail of story and it doesn't stop he's hopping from one arc to the other to the other and sometimes there's some breather interludes in between but damn like moon space olympic stuff like cursed earth judge cal like it's awesome yeah war against the soviets all that stuff best story (laughs) yeah so for mine i have two runner-ups again um both of my runner-up, both of the stories I have for runner-ups were written by uh, Gary Finley Day, who is like low-key one of my favorite authors um, that we're reading in 2000 AD at the moment. Mm. Uh, my first runner-up is his work in uh, Dan Dare, especially like the Star Slayer saga. Yeah, uh, the Star Slayers were so cool. It was this extended saga of Dan Dare and this ship like organizing. Um, slave races to fight against these bad guys and then fighting against the bad guys the star slayers are really presented as these super evil guys like their their enemies crucified in stars around the planet and then just like the fight gets super ridiculous you know this might be an art thing more than a writing thing but just that uh, that one time when the first time the the dark lord of the star slayers shot the star out of his helmet and killed a bunch of dudes oh my god that's real good um, <laughs> you can't you can't just magically make that happen unless you're brilliant. And then it's just just all this stuff of the you know all these different little stories building up to this one big story of the war against the Star Slayers and stuff. I thought that was really good writing. Uh, then next one by Gary Finley Day is Ant Wars, which hell yeah, I'm a big fan of. I think. <laughs> um, you know, besides just being a story about. Uh, two guys on the run from giant ants showing up <laughs> at some place saying, hey, there's giant ants on the loose. We got to do something. <laughs> people not believing them. And then those people being eaten by giant ants. That on its own is really good. Yep. <laughs> but then when you sort of start to look at it a little closer, and to me at least, it seems like there's some a lot of tones of um, like things about colonialism or like other like like critiques about people um going into the into the south american jungles and stuff it's really interesting stuff but um it adds this weird extra layer to these you know to a story about giant ants eating people and i feel like (laughs) like having that somehow become a nuanced critique of um Western civilization is a high wire act that is enviable at any speed, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it is an amazing romp of a story. Um, yeah. Just where where they start and where they go, but that means what's your top pick? Oh, my top pick is uh, Pat Mills and uh, J- John Wagner and Chris Louder for the Cursed Earth. Oh fuck uh, yes. <laughs> Just for the same reason as um, as the art, like it's just mm. this tw- twenty six or whatever 
Actually, I should get the exact number. Hold on a second, Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's this 25 prog, like, intense adventure with, I mean, again, just the stuff that I said with the town controlled by giant rat, you know, a, a town where they fear flying giant rats or where there's uh, vampire androids stealing the blood of the innocent to keep alive the cryogenically frozen oh. last president of the United <laughs> States deep underneath Fort Knox, you know? <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, you got to be on acid or something. Like, everything about it is so ridiculous and so varied and just... It just seems like where it's previously there might have been restraint or some other sort of thing leading these guys with Judge Dredd. They just decided to do this Cursed Earth storyline and they knew it was going to be big. And like, Tharg just said, like, go ape shit with this um, storyline. <laughs> and they did. And I love it. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Hands down, some of the best robot written material I've ever seen. Indeed. So let's go to uh, category three. Best overall thrill. What's your best overall? So what's your best overall thrill, Fox? So I did have a runner-up for this, um, <clears throat> and it was Judge Dredd. Nice. And it Judge Dredd as runner-up for best overall, or for the reasons we all just talked about, right? Like again, for me, it's just the the span of time it's gone over, the beautiful art that it's shown, how it treats characters, how it respects its audience by kind of having them face down some really serious stuff. These are kids dealing with a lot of death, like very personal death. Um, and then Capstone with Caligula, basically. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really been so enjoyable to watch over the entire course. But there's one that stood out, and I have <clears throat> a list of 32 things that I'm going to talk about why Dan Dare is basically the best thing ever this year. <laughs> Helmets with stars that cut throats. Always. Laser swords. Gunner guy with a space gun welded to his hand. Hitman. Ice cream jokes. Star crucifixes. Red shirts. Bear doing things. Doppelganger coffins. Doppelganger planets. Murder. Sad old gods who want to die. Gunnar Johansson sticking around forever and being weird and trying to kill Dan Dare. More murder. Sabotage. Genocide. Condoned genocide. Space axes. Species eradication. Space orcs. Mutiny. Slave revolt. Revolting looking slaves. Barrigan. Oh. No girls. A bad annual. The river sticks made by a light alien who wants to avoid genocide. Gatling lasers. Butthole mouth aliens. Pilgrims that are actually butthole mouth worms. Butthole mouth worms that suck on you. Daring escapes. And an eventual maybe death in the throes of space all alone and without all the people that you kind of liked. <laughs> all Dan right. Dan was amazing. Like... You, like I, I, I kept going back to this, and I had to just dig into how amazingly ridiculous this is. All of those things happened. Yeah, totally. Bear shows up on this list twice because Bear is awesome. <laughs> he just Bear's does. Bear's real good, man. He's a Russian who doesn't take no nonsense from nobody. Dude, and like, just read this year of Dan Dare. When when Dan Dare became the Dan Dare battle action playset TM. Well, that comes up later. But anyway, point is, it's freaking amazing. Just watch it. 
read it or whatever. I mean, it's col- it's collected in um there's like a a graphic novel set that's li- that's literally like uh Dan Dare the 2000 AD years or something. Oh my god, I'm buying. <laughs> which has like, you know, it starts with obviously with the early stuff by yeah. Ballard and Ellie and then switches to the Dave Gibbons stuff. But um, it's all good. It's all like you know. It, it all has its place. I you know. I don't know if it. I don't know what Dan Dare is. I guess because <laughs> he is the proto GI Joe. Yeah. Well, I just. I feel like it's just like that because we're Americans. There's something that gets carried with Dan Dare if you're English that we don't get. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like you've, because like I've read like interviews and stuff by British guys, and they talk about Dan Dare the way I talk about I talk about like Star Wars or something like that. Like they just Jeez. talk about it like like this is something like I once work on Dan like I want to work on Dan Dare because it's uh, the story that's inspired me since I was a lad, you know, <laughs> whatever. Jeez. Uh, I mean, with better British accents than that, of course. But um, oh, it's amazing. Like he's a he's that kind of impactful figure yeah but there's definitely there's definitely like for these for a lot of for a lot of these people like if this is a character <laughs> they grew up with that they know a bunch about that they like have specific genocide errors. and all well yeah i mean okay like let's not <laughs> let's, let's not, not sour the wine well no mostly I'm, I'm saying let's not talk tough about what american um heroes and things are capable of all right oh no, I just like that he does it very like nonchalantly. He's like, "No, we're gonna do that." And honestly, most of the time, it I'd kind of do that, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, it's just that there's this stuff, and it's really fascinating seeing people talk about it. Whereas, just because it's so, it's something I've until I'd read 2000 AD, I'd never heard of, and so yeah, I've fucking had no idea. Yeah, and so it's fun to sort of get into it on our side, and just be like, "Yeah, man, yeah. it's fun." Whereas it, it's, you it's know, true. Whereas, so it, it means that we're um, experiencing it in a way that's really different than I feel like mm-hmm. the sort of intended, like long-term Britisher uh, reader <laughs> is um, is experiencing it. You know, I want to meet like a Dan Dare enthusiast now and just be like, "So, what did you think of 2018?" Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah, man, hit us. You know, email the show if you're like a British person. Yeah, I'm or not if you, gonna. Come, if you're yeah, if you're thanks. someone if you're someone who grew up, but I mean, if you're someone who grew up with Dan Dare and you kind of have like experiences of him that are aren't just this 2080 stuff, but might be something else or yeah. some other sort of thing, or maybe like your dad did or something. I guess because I guess yeah, the average person who's like in their like 20s or 30s or something might not really have experience of that much. But like you know, if he was your dad's favorite character or something like that, I don't know. It's interesting, I guess. Yeah. I'm very curious. Anyway, so what's yeah. your top overall thrill? Oh man, so I okay. My runners up one is uh, Gary Findlay Day, Dave Gibbons on uh, the Star Slayer saga for Dan Dare. Hell yeah, because it's just got all this stuff. Number two is uh, Gary Findlay Day and uh, and then uh, Charles Pino and Mike Dory for the uh, Escape from Liverpool story of Invasion. No, oh, yeah, which is that the was fi- really great. Yeah, it's the final story for Invasion. So it's sort of the Prince and Silk and Savage all rolling into Liverpool, meeting the Beatles, and then um, shipping out. 
eventually um, Silk di- Silk and uh, Nessie dying, taking Volgasco with her, and then uh, you know just Savage and the Prince sailing into the into uh, Saint Charles Bay or whatever, and sort of invasion ending. You know. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, it was a really amazing like high action capper to invasion which is a, a story that we loved so much in that first year of 2000 AD a st- you know a story that was always like a thrill that was always dependable in that first year even while judge dread was really fine you know maybe finding mm-hmm. its feet or other you know and other things were sort of weren't that great invasion was always top notch and it ended i think in a really great way with sort of mm-hmm you know, both tragedy and triumph. Um, and yeah, it, it stuck the landing. Yeah. And those things too, and, and those things combined, um, really made it for, an, made for an excellent story and a really good thrill. But my top thrill, um, you know, just continuing the theme, you know, <laughs> Pat Mills, John, Wa- J- John Wagner, Chris Lauder, and then art by Mike McMahon and Brian Bull and the cursed earth. I can't say enough good things. <laughs> it was an awesome ride. The cursed goddamn Earth. It's really um, it, and then um, sort of what what I what, what, what I want to talk about for the next category just really feels like um, 2000 AD sort of coming of age or sort of mm. crossing this border that makes it become sort of what it'll be for the next 40 years or something like that. It sort of mm. marks. Marks everything finding its ground, especially their key, the, you know this key character of Judge Dredd really establishing himself, becoming the Judge Dredd that he'll be for the next however many years, um, in a way that that hadn't happened before. And so, the, and this whole you know, and it's this whole massive saga. It was something that I think they knew was going to be a massive thing, just because of how they started <laughs> it with big splash pages and stuff, and then creating this incredibly elaborate like monopoly-esque board game to go along with it and stuff (laughs) um they just sort of knew it was going and they really sort of executed it like well no actually they executed it um almost really well not realizing (laughs) that they'd be sued like incredibly oh sure a lot of stuff that sort of keeps me from saying that it actually was executed well but their hearts were in the right place and in a very like I don't know, shaggy like it means that not only is it a great story, but it's got this um, interesting sort of shaggy dog story about how like you know there's legal repercussions, there's like an apology advertisement halfway through and stuff. Like it's all in really great stuff. Uh, all I have to say is Jolly Green Giant done munching on people. It's amazing. Hey, Jolly Green Giant brand vegetables are my favorite. It's kept us alive through the cursed earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. What a what a yeah, standing ovation, man. It's a beautiful series. And now the our our second to last category. Category four Best Month. Okay, so best month, Fox. Uh this is obviously, you know, the best month that we covered on the show. Um I'm saying it's calendar month just because we sort of, or no, it you know it could be either just a month as we as we covered on the show mm. or a ca- or a calendar month. So if you just thought like that one prog that came out in December 
of 78 was, was the best one, then that's cool. Um, or it could be an annual or a sci-fi special or one of those. Also. Why would I ever choose a sci-fi special or an annual? I'm just putting out the possibilities. I'm just laying I... the ground rules. I'm not saying that that should be your choice. <laughs> I just, they disgust me. Just in, um, case, one, in case one's good. <laughs> So, uh, this was really easy in light of um, recent months that we covered. Uh, the award goes to October 78. Mm. Um, very specifically because this is the merger of um, 2000 AD and Star-Lord. And, um, you know, things had finally reset in terms of storylines. We were getting all new fresh comics for every single slot except for Judge Dredd. He retained it, and this is when we shifted to four um, progs in a month, other than the occasional um, future shock. So out the gate, uh, what I can tell you is every single new comic that we are covering right now has my full attention. Um, I find them to be incredibly fun. Um, specifically, I wanted to call out, oh gosh... Sorry, Strontium Con- Dog. Yeah, thank you. I R- wanted to call Robusters? out. Yeah, I wanted to call out Strontium Dog, um, just because it's it's some of the reason that I liked the start of the Cursed Earth, which you know started with this blind guy who's a bit of a psychic, um, given this given Judge Dredd some pointers, you know. Uh huh. And in this, we're we're met with someone somewhat similar. He's a bit more of an attractive mutant. He's got these. Um, really interesting people around him, and even though we're not seeing his powers, I'm still actually very drawn to the character. Um, Judge Dredd, obviously in full effect, being a complete badass wherever he goes, kicking Judge Cal's ass, hopefully, uh-huh. um, and this weird fish problem that he's got going on his hands. Robusters is uh, hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it a lot. So, yeah, it's just... It's and, then, a- and then Flesh is back, too, which is yeah, awesome on, I- on the sea. So, talking about a bunch of it, like, I don't know. I, it's a little bittersweet for me because uh, it's still amazing. I I just kind of, I liked where it ended in some ways because I really don't like Claw Carver. That said, it's fucking more flesh, man. Like, everyone knows I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> now it's sailors and dinosaurs. There's there's a giant, uh, uh, like, what is it like trap that they pour a bunch of fish into and they just stab the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And, uh, Roman Sola, man, like I want his art so badly. I want it <laughs> over my walls. I think yeah. it's mostly Bellardinelli who's doing this current set, start, yeah, uh, yeah. set of flesh. Yes. Nice. Um, I, I, uh, for mine, I have to agree with you. October 78, uh, is the best month of 1978 for 2000 AD. I'll mention also um, the first week of October 78. We um, folded it in to September just so that we could kind of have a fresh start to do kind of a new listeners episode. Mm. But the first week of October 78 is also really strong just because it's the end of everything, which yeah. is is hard to do, you know. But it's like... It's Judge Dredd, like, stumbling into Mega City 2 <laughs> with the vaccine. Um, it's the, the guys from Ant Wars 
uh, killing the main ants or, you know, leading the normal ants to just beat the big ants and dying in the process. And then just oh, the brass assuming that the nukes had killed <laughs> the uh, the big ants effectively. Oh, of course. Um, it's Dan Dare. Yeah, like being in a having a spaceship explode and just drifting off into space, lying on uh, the wing of an eagle craft, um, <laughs> like freaking Rose in Titanic, but in space, basically, you know, yeah, just dying alone. And then actually had some some decent future shocks as well. That episode, that issue. Um, yeah. And so that, and then like you said, just all these new stories starting um many of them are just these classic like starts of long-term stories in 2000 ad you know strontium dog robusters even flesh to an extent are like 2000 ad lifers you know they're stories that we'll see again and again throughout this comic book throughout the run of 2000 ad and so all of them start here like I've talked about it a little bit in the podcast. I've talked about it too mm. a lot um, mm-hmm. off the show. Like for me, I've been sort of hyping up this month for a long time as being <laughs> like, this is when 2000 AD becomes 2000 AD, man. And it kind of is. I mean, uh, I've talked to I've talked to Fox a lot about um, the first season of TV shows and how they're often very different from the rest of TV. Oh, often, absolutely. but sometimes in just small ways. It's mm. like I always talk about The Simpsons, I guess, and how, and I guess Futurama actually too, just in terms of Matt Groening, like cartoon shows. Um, there's always one character whose voice is different in the first season than for the rest of the show, like. <laughs> Homer or like Bender, both of those. If you watch the first season, they have a different like the actors yeah. still figuring out how they're going to do the voice for that character, and then they or the art style, for instance, for shows or something like that. And they kind of reach a point, maybe in the sec, some sometime halfway through the second season or something like that, and it locks in, and that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the run of this show, and that's what um, October nineteen seventy eight feels like to me for two thousand AD. Hell yeah, it's, man. It's where it's when you know dread. At, uh, it's a post-cursed Earth dread. So and he's morphed from sort of the thin, from like the the thin reedy dread to like the solid big chinned dread that we kind <laughs> of know today, I guess. Um, Set and serious. Yeah, it's the addition of of robusters who will become ABC warriors and all that stuff. And then of uh, Johnny Alpha of Strontium Dog, it's a re- strong return from flesh, I think, of just creating these aliens and doing all this stuff, and just sort of showing this at uh, this 2000 AD that, like, yeah, no, we're the big one, we're the big comic, we're the one that can absorb other comics when they fail, as opposed to worrying about failing ourselves or something like that. Absolutely. So I, I mean, it's clearly going strong, and what it picked up is amazing <laughs> yeah so it's really just um yeah this october 78 it's really big i think you know i i i, I don't know if i could tell well, no sorry i know when the next big milestone is um for comics it's not till january 79 uh, or january 80 i should say and uh you'll know it when you see it because you get <laughs> That's when two major Judge Dredd characters show up, and then nothing is the same afterwards. Oh, jeez. Um, but until then, let's go to our final category. Category 5, 
best year. So this is sort of a joke category last year because we just had one year. Um, but I think it's kind of neat if we just keep a running tally of like our order of the best years of 2000 AD. You know, by the time we're done with this podcast, we'll have like God knows. Oh, interesting. If we finish now, we'd have like 40. If, if my timeline's correct, then when we finish this thing, we might have like 50 or something like that. But <laughs> I think it'd be f- cool if every year just sort of try to put. Uh, where it is that by the end, sort of as we go, we can kind of be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, 1978 was better than 1986 or something, you know, but 1998 was better than all of them or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Fox, right now we've got two years, 1977 (sighs) and 1978. How would you order these two years? So which one is the best year and which one is the second best? So... 1978 is the clear winner. All and here's right. why. It's been a year of death. Like, this, <laughs> this 1978, like, just looking back on it, is about dying. Um, we see Bonjo completely wiped off the face of the planet. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Colony Earth is murdered. Death Planet is murdered. And the sad passing, of course, of the Visible Man, Mach Zero, Mach 1. We've even seen the end of the retaliation of Bill Savage, right? As far <laughs> yeah. as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, uh, Bill Bill is not back. And if he is back, I don't want to know about it till I'm there. So we've seen Inferno Extinguish, not as bright as a burning star to remember, but instead kind of a slow decay into eventual heat death in my mind. Like even <laughs> with the return to court, it was kind of like rushed. Um uh-huh. We've watched as John Probe died in the line of duty, all to save his friend Fred and the freedom and the yeah free world. <laughs> um, and a special mention to the amazing Spikes Harvey Rotten, a true comrade in the end, yeah, uh, who went out with a bang. And we also saw Dan Dare dying alone in a vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> so from the ashes of all of these progs, what we've seen is Jed, Judge Dredd grow into his own. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen uh, the ant that was Ant Wars blossom into the beautiful queen it was meant to be. Uh, and the Dan Dare battle action playset, the comic by Mattel, uh, was an amazing thrill of genocide. Like, 1978 is the year. <laughs> All right. Reasons. So how nice. about you, Conrad? Uh, I agree. I mean, I don't know about just... It's hard to mark that off of, of 1978 as being unique for ends of stories because we're going to see... I mean, that's just sort of how it goes, you know? Um, especially as things go on and we start getting just more and more sort of um, stories that either don't hit and sort of just have short things and flare out or then, um, you know, just reach an end point and never come back. I mean, that's just sort of... That's just going to happen just like how when you buy, you know, in 1977, we bought a, we bought a box full of kittens, you know, and as the years go by, some of these kittens, they're going to die. They're going to, they're all going to grow up and some of them are going to die, buddy. Like, I hate to be the one to tell you, <laughs> but I agree that 70, 78 is better than 77. Uh, 78 saw th- just things mature and get to a really good spot. Um, the progs did stuff that I liked. We have interesting stories. Um, things are maturing very nicely. 
and I'm just man. It just keeps me keeps me wanting more. Keeps me ready for the next months and stuff. Ready for seventy nine. But yeah, for right now, seventy eight's better. It really is, and it's so much fun. <laughs> like I've had so much fun reading this stuff, Conrad. Yeah, man, twenty eight episodes, buddy. We've been doing this for like half a year. Live it up, Lord. I'm I'm living. You know what? I'm living it up right now. <laughs> And as those air horns sound, I think it's an important time to say that uh, next episode is when we start, is when we're just going to kick things into high gear and 2000 and Space Spinner 2000 is going to go twice a week. Oh, snap. This one's coming out on Wednesday, but next week we're going to have episode 29, which is January 1979 on Monday, and then episode 30, which is February. (laughs) You're crazy, Conrad. It's too much content. It'll overload the circuits. On uh, on on uh, on that Thursday. So listen, guys. <laughs> here's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need to hold on to your socks and prepare for thrill power overload. All right. It's really gonna happen. I don't know if they're ready for this, Conrad. You're ready. I'm looking at you. You look ready. You <laughs> podcast listener, you. Uh. They are pretty cute. But, I like their eyebrows. I mean, I'll talk a little bit more, or we'll talk a little bit more about it sort of next week when we get started with it, just sort of what the reasoning is and how we're going to do it and stuff. But um, yeah, just a heads up, we've gone through the first two years of 2000 AD once a week. Now let's try to get through the next 38. Oh my God. Um, twice a week. It's going to take like a Ugh. thousand years. <laughs> Listen, I'm down to clown. <clears throat> If you're down to clown. <laughs> Something. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're spacespinner2k. And for everything else, just look up spacespinner2000 and we should be there. Oh, and Tune hey. In. Yeah. Uh, if you are somebody who may, or a group of people who may have won a spinny, you can always contact us. We'll happily, oh, I, we'll happily send you. Absolutely, oh, I that, have no. Absolutely, I have golden frisbees that will be given out if you <laughs> if they are claimed by uh, certain creative people. You know, uh, Pat Mills, Gary Finley Day, <laughs> um, Dave Gibbons. You know, call our agent. Dave Givens, Mike Mike Mori, or their estates. Uh, please. <laughs> You know, the estate of Massimo <laughs> Bellardinelli. Like, give us a call, man. I want to, you know, we want to send you things and it'll be real, real ridiculous. I can't stress it enough. <laughs> hey, you you made this ridiculous comic at the very least. We can give you a uh, a golden frisbee. Yes. Uh, to, so <laughs> tune in next week as we roll on with last week's thrills. There's going to be Judge Cal. There's going to be J- Rojaz's Robo Memories. There's going to be more <laughs> Flesh Book 2. And uh, then an all-new and soon-to-be-forgotten thrill about jet planes called Angel. And that's not a, that's not a sarcastic thing about... <laughs> Um, Angel, there's going to be it's five episodes and no one remembers it. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, and this is sort of like on the first season of The Bachelor when they say this season on The Bachelor, uh, but instead oh, for this year or 1979 in 2000 AD, look forward to the return of Dan Dare and Robo Hunter, yes. the reboot 
of Roadbusters in the form of ABC Warriors, which is real awesome. awesome, and the reboot of Invasion as Disaster 1990. It's about a tidal wave, buddy. Uh, oh. Then uh, in the middle of the year in 2000 AD, they'll merge with another uh, Fleetway property called Tornado, and from that we'll get... Um, <laughs> We'll get semi-remembered uh, Nubian gladiator story Blackhawk, uh, single-page oh. superhero saga Captain Klepp, and uh, young man's psychic adventure, The Mind of Wolfie Smith. Okay. Then we'll have new thrills, including a new version of Rick Random, which will be ah. written, written in a more realistic sense and is remembered today as one of the worst thrills of all time. Uh, uh, there's it. a... Project Overkill, uh, Tharg will actually get his own comic strip or his own thrills in the pages of 2000 AD, so you can see thrills or Tharg-specific adventures. Yeah. Uh, we'll see Rojaz's Robo Tales, which is a new kind of future shock that's based <laughs> around robots. Are we still going to keep the air horns? I f well, I mean, you know, if they have twist endings, then how well, how can we respond except by blowing the air horns, buddy? <laughs> We'll get the novelization of Harry Harrison's classic sci-fi novel, The Stainless Steel Rat, which is really fun. And, man, then we're going to get the VCs. Vape! 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 Uh, it'll make sense in, like, November of 1979. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess let's contact Trans Time Corporation and get this shit done. Until next time, I'm Conrad Eastbox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. One, two, three, three.